hi everyone welcome back to audacity um i'm super excited to be here i'm trying to work on how i say super excited because i know it'd be sound i'm not excited but i am excited to be here um first and foremost i just want to open up with the thanks for listening that ass like um shout out to dan because dan like recently just texted me and he was like yeah i listen to every episode like i haven't caught up with december by listen and one thing is like time is the most precious thing we have in this world like and for y'all to give me your time like you when you could really be doing anything else and like you probably should be but you're listening to me just like talk shit and essentially that's what my podcast is and I've come to that conclusion and, and that's okay everybody has their niche everybody has their corner and my corner is just talking shit with a little bit of like education so thank you for listening like seriously it's so dope and I feel like I have like a small knit community my Dan was like it's like I'm having a casual conversation except I'm the only one that's talking and <laughs> that made me laugh because that's basically what it is like that and it makes me happy that that's what he got because like yes super casual I mean not intellectual at all just talking about real shit period so yeah thank you so much like super appreciate it literally makes me cry like I love this space and I thank you for coming to my space and listening um yeah also, I've recently, I don't know why I did that deep ass sigh, but I've recently become obsessed with TikTok and I've been seeing so many TikToks of like New York and like the apartments, even though the rent seems expensive as fuck. And like, I either want to go to London or I want to go to New York by the age of 25. Like I'm manifesting that, that, that that's where I'll be. Um, Austin, Texas. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking yeah like dire 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 like what the fuck but yeah so today's episode I'm gonna try and make it quick because I told my mom out of the basement to do this because I feel like the acoustics be good down here and I don't want my family to hear me talking shit because I also have a really bad potty mouth uh, also also that reminds me <laughs> Spotify gave me a tip that I should probably tell my listeners that this is not a clean podcast like this is NSFW so I'm putting that wording out there because I I recognize like when I listen back I'm like Leah you have a really bad potty mouth but I don't have any other words to describe like other than what I'm saying so yeah I only have the basement for um, a lot of amount of time was short so I'm gonna have to squeeze hella shit into this so I'm gonna be doing where will you be when the where will you hide when the revolution comes um which one was better cheetah girls or high school musical mm, which that like <laughs> don't think about like that might take all my time like and i said i was going to talk about nfts but i'm really just going to make that quick because basically nfts equal bad okay yeah so those are the three things we're going to get in so let's get the fuck into it so i did have a headline but it's just like it's such a reductive conversation that it doesn't even matter. Like, let's not even get into it. So, basically, where will you be when the revolution... Where will you hide when the revolution comes? Is basically saying, like... It's over. Like... I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's over for us. Um, America is going to hell is the title of this little segment. And I mean, I could really like focus on slavery, duh, but like that's not 
what's crazy is that's not even a fraction of the sins of what America has done. But so we're going to keep it like modern, like in the past two months. And that probably what I'm saying doesn't still yet to even cover why we're going to H.E. double hockey stick. Um, but what I did want to focus on, I just want to like talk about a little bit of the labor crisis. Like I was re- I was doing research and I have some articles, but what's fucked up is they're behind paywalls. So if you don't have like access to like WAPO, <laughs> the Washington Post or uh the New York Times, then you may not be able to see, which is really fucked up, because why is news behind a paywall? Whatever. Um, sorry, I got text, got distracted. Um, but yeah, I just think, and a lot of what the articles are saying, let's circle back, what the articles were saying was like, you know, we are in a labor crisis and we are in a labor crisis and it's being marketed as a worker shortage, but it's not a worker shortage. It's just people not wanting to work because the conditions are just so hazardous at this point. Not only are you're not getting any pay, long shifts, like think about the Kellogg workers. You're working seven days a week, not enough pay, long shifts, no management, no PTO, like you know rights like you're literally being treated like a worker mule which is a symptom of capitalism so you just have things like that happening and people just want to be respected and treated like people in their workplace but that is not the way that our work structure society is set up so that that's like it really just breaks my heart what's happening and then this this article is basically just saying that ultimately the employers hold the power because this like cash because they're saying why people are not working is because they have an excess of cash um and when that excess of cash runs out then they'll be reliant back on the employers at whatever pay or whatever you know their whim is and that's like really fucked up that that's what economists are predicting but it shouldn't be like that like I mean, I don't know if I necessarily buy into this, I'll pay you for work because I mean, in this current structure, because in this current structure, if you look at companies, they're paying employees pennies on the dollars to mine their ideas that they'll then make billions off of. And so it's not a fair exchange. I maybe could understand this if it was a fair exchange. But it's not like it's you're taking advantage of the worker to mine their labor, their time. And like I said, like, and I took a class my freshman year, English. I mean, I'm not the best at writing, but I now think it was a formative class because I'm clearly quoting it. But we read this article about the meritocracy of time and how not everybody has a lot of time. Time is a luxury. Like, imagine you're spending your days in... I'm going to link this and I linked it in a previous episode, but it's called spend it. I think that's what it's called. And you can literally see what it's like to have to really rationalize these large ideas that can impinge your paycheck. Like, um, your kid gets sick and you have to take a day off of work. That's a strike, but you have to do the job. Like, um, do you end up buying your kid a birthday present? 
um, even though it takes out of your monthly budget so he can go to his friend's birthday party and that would affect your son's reputation like and that and really in the large scheme of things society is really fucked up into forcing you to make that choice because it really shouldn't matter it shouldn't be about monetary things but that's like real ass decisions so um when you're having to grapple with these large ideas while ultimately trying to pay your rent and make a living and just take care of the necessities, which is really fucked up because the necessities shouldn't really cost that fucking much. And it's a racket and people are getting rich off this. I like, my thing is I, I can rationalize that things cost things at the basis, but what I can't rationalize is why they cost so much and the services are mediocre and they're constantly increasing for the same ass shit um because it's also crazy that like it's not a fair cost like everything goes up every year um for things that you need though like you need electricity and water and those are human rights I don't think those should be rationed off by a governing body that we can't even fucking trust I, I don't know if I sound kind of crazy or if maybe I'm grappling in a little bit of philosophy because one thing I always didn't like about philosophy class is that it was about like straight white people straight white men arguing about the lay of the land for life and I guess I get that it was so long ago but you can't apply that so long ago shit to today because it's super fucked up today like so I don't know like maybe I'm grappling in philosophy but yeah I just think the current system we have it's clearly doing a detriment to everybody and there's like multiple books about like how race it hinders everybody and that's actually really true it why are we living in these strict confines of what we could be when we could really be somebody or something and not trying to grapple and survive in a fucked up system like this that clearly doesn't work (laughs) and yeah I feel like I'm living in imaginary land but you have to imagine what your world you would like your world to be and maybe strive towards that because I don't know this is bullshit like life shouldn't cost this much to live like we've monetized everything to have a value and let's talk about how we're monetizing this pandemic because that's also what I want to talk about (sighs) okay a bitch is getting up on her transitions um that's amazing I'm so I I'm also trying something different where I have like my headphones in at the same time and they're kind of a lag so it's kind of weirding me the fuck out so I'm sorry if I sound a little weird um because I'm feeling weirded out so you might feel what I'm feeling (laughs) so let's get into this pandemic so I'm going to talk about specifically, I'm going to take it out of my ear. I want to talk about specifically the, and I never say specific, maybe it's specific. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm being the grammar police to myself. Whatever. Um, I want to talk about, okay, so we have this new variant, um, Omicron, Omicron. I don't know. I know. I don't know. Anyway, so we have a new variant and I was just doing a lot of research into kind of like how we even came to this level. Uh, what sparked this is because I saw a tweet and it's actually, she's real as fuck. And if you played Plague Inc., which that game like predicted the end times, basically the game is you're a virus and you're just trying to kill either a virus or a bacteria and you're just trying to kill everybody on the planet and people are scrambling to find cures and you have to beat the cure and kill everybody to win the game. 
basically and it's like describing this pandemic but this new variant kind of came to be because you know no one like not everybody is vaccinated globally and um like there was kind of this sentiment in America at least that like oh, okay we're getting back to normal we're getting back to normal and like typical Americans we don't realize there's the rest of the world here um who also like needs vaccines and shit and boosters and shit to also not have the same thing so it won't continue to mutate because it's going to continue to mutate as long as it's not eradicated or in some it's not it's we're vaccinated so it's not as active like not actively able to spread through people and um so I started doing some research into like okay so like what is going on with the vaccines like where are we as Americans etc and basically like I found this article and it'll be linked I don't remember it was maybe CNN or the New York I think it was the New York Times that there are countries that are just now starting to get their first vac like their first dose of the vaccine um but even with that like Omicron whatever this new variant is called Omicron um I don't fucking know and it's bothering that I don't know but um all the other vaccines like the AstraZeneca and the J&J which sidebar I'm not here to chastise the J&J people I'm here to oh no I'm here to chastise people who got the J&J but I'm here to chastise Johnson Johnson okay I get that they may have created other products but they also created a product their baby powder that gave people cancer and people have put that on their skin for years so that's already kind of sus and I kind of didn't want to fuck with them and I'm not saying Pfizer's innocent because I think Pfizer's involved with like these big pharma um opioid scandal trials which is really crazy when you think about it like dead ass um they had doctors purposely and at large subscribing fentanyl oxycodone hydrocodone and like these really heavy like um addictive painkillers and then they got these people a digit on it um and because they had drug companies marketing to the doctors that they should prescribe this when it's highly addictive starting an opioid crisis but i i've seen so many documentaries on the opioid crisis and how like it is tearing through white america essentially and there's i'm thinking maybe like one documentary on the crack epidemic um on Netflix and it really just talks about how that was really used to demonize black people and reinforce and reinforce stereotypes that exist today versus like white people they deserve the utmost sympathy when they're going through addiction and I'm not like I'm not I'm saying that's fucked up that that why do black people get no sympathy and I know why but addiction across the board is really bad like it's a full-on disease but Pfizer I think I really think Pfizer's included on that look it up uh but I don't know. I don't think I'm putting that thin air. Um, but yeah, fuck J&J. But all those other vaccines that have been created are basically, um, they don't matter because Pfizer and Moderna, they refuse. So Biden did waive a vaccine patent to say we will share with you. And so basically the vaccine patent is the, the formula. Like this is the recipe on how you make this. But then Pfizer got, like Pfizer CEO got up on the TV and was like, okay, so you just because you have a patent and it's waived doesn't mean you have the technology like the tools in the motherfucking kitchen to make this and I was like so you knowing all of that are gonna say that and then now we figure out that these other vaccines aren't as protective even though we're all fucked low-key even if you did Moderna or, uh, or Pfizer but you could have a better way and you're you're refusing to share that, that, that that's really fucked up and the reason they're refusing to share it is because uh, it might like have you know 
yield great reward in the future for other medical things that come up and new things that needed to be developed. And they think they found the key to that. And so then, okay, so they're like, so if you don't want to share the tech and you don't want to share the formula, why don't you just put production points closer to these areas? And they still won't even do that. And Pfizer is slated to make $25 billion off of this pandemic and Moderna who's never released a product prior to this COVID-19 vaccine are slated to make between 15 and 17 billion dollars and it's a like it's a human it's a global disaster like and that's crazy that people and one percenters in general have been profiting like there are people who've gotten richer off of this pandemic you even have people who were like in the presidential office like in government they knew about how bad coronavirus is going to be and they were trying to buy or sell stock like they're trying to sell stock and other shit and buy stock in medical and pharma shit like that's kind of crazy that the people are profiting off of disaster and i really do think that the one percent really sit there and laugh at us because they not that they're any better because they can still contract like even doja cat well i'm gonna say she's a one percenter but i'm saying like rich people they kind of sit back and cackle because you can afford to kind of shield yourself away from the daily like the daily brunt of covid because you have uh access to medical care like covid tests are cost like covid or pcr tests are costing like my friend was able to get one for 250 dollars and then he got it easy where they're at home covid like we are literally watching the evisceration of the poor and live action and the more money you have the more you're able to shield or brunt yourself like you can get your groceries delivered you can do certain things that you don't you don't have to exist in the outer world as much and then you have essential workers which like who be coming up with this marketing shit because if they're essential workers they should be getting hazard pay like they should be getting benefits like if they're helping you know the front lines um and keeping everyone safe then they deserve a little bit more like i don't know i i just think not just think this pandemic has really shown the cracks in america like from the rooted to the two like everything that's wrong with this country and capitalism is numero uno we need universal health care we need universal child care we need to figure out racial health health disparities and uh, uh like disability disparities that exist within health and getting access to resources um and it's just fucked up and then well i want to talk about the student loan thing but then everyone bullied biden into making it may 1st but i did want to talk about kind of like no we're just super fucked and then before i jump to my next topic i did want to talk about kovac so this is another way that the wealthy countries have super fucked over everybody else is so they have this idea of kovacs which was um the united nations oof like yesterday so I record this episode but I just wasn't hitting my points so I'm re-recording today and I could not get United Nations I was calling it a un- disaster so United Nations developed this effort called COVAX and basically it was a global effort to purchase vaccines and distribute them globally so everyone could be vaccinated um but the while COVAX was raising funds because they need to raise funds from the government they're raising funds the U.S. and other wealthy countries put in their order before COVAX so that we were able to receive our vaccines quicker and COVAX was still waiting and then and COVAX promised two billion vaccines which they don't fucking deliver on right and then you have the other countries like Botswana had put their order in October and I don't know if they but they up until like November I know that they were still waiting for their um 
COVID vaccine. So that that makes sense why people are on their first dose and just now getting vaccines because wealthy countries are hoarding and taking the best vaccines, the mRNA vaccines um, that they should really just share. But everything is monetized. And you like common sense, like this is, like I said, a global health crisis every like and it's always about making money it's always about money and it's not about like oh we should save everybody but poor people are not people like if you ever watch succession which i highly recommend a really good show um they call them an nr um they call like regular people nrip no real oh wait nrpi sorry what an acronym no real no real person involved no real people involved that's how rich people see working class people or just anyone who's not a one percenter that's kind of fucked up and all in all where will you hide when the revolution comes I don't think I'm hiding I do think that I will be in the crowds at the guillotines watching this shit go down because it's deserved like Beyonce she has to go I'm sorry like I love her but when it comes to eating the rich it, it's not safe for the black or the white girls it's not safe it's not safe it's not safe <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah I just feel like we have a lot to reckon with and in saying this I don't even know what what part of the political spectrum I fall on yeah I mean obviously I say I'm pretty left because even like I get taxed and I don't even mind getting taxed but I just wish my taxes was not going and then I just saw a tweet that was like if you have to send the military to like the hospitals that means you're spending money in the wrong area you're right exactly precisely um yeah my money's going towards the military well I really prefer my shit go towards the health I would not be my I would not mind being taxed for health care I would not mind being taxed for child care free university I would not mind because I know that my money will be going towards the betterment of society like I don't mind taxes when it's not for some bullshit and fuck all these politicians because they don't even fucking do their job so yeah um i will not be hiding during the revolution also okay sidebar i saw the trailer for euphoria and i don't think i'll be changing my mind on zendaya like i really don't uh it looks like a fucking mess and someone was like it was like um, (laughs) grand theft auto degrassi and i really do think so like i think it's just replacing degrassi but Degrassi was good and that's the difference like Degrassi the acting was chef's kiss so let's get into Cheetah Girls versus High School Musical okay uh, so duh everything I, I have sparks through Twitter because Twitter just sparks my mind but also it just made me realize the relationship I have to Cheetah Girls and how I am a Disney hoe Are you coming downstairs? Oh, I'm a Disney hoe. Whatever. And so yesterday I had a real pondering with this and I was like, okay, if I think about Cheetah Cheetah Girls 1 was like fabulous. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Like, (laughs) 
like the song together we can shoot the moon stop the rain even ride a hurricane like that's the first song when you come in so like that's hot and then you have i don't want to be like cinderella sitting in a dark cold dusty like giving the girls like you need to be independent waiting for somebody to come and set me free like that was wow she said i can slay my own dragons i can dream my own dreams like period um and then like it was just good and and then like at the end like our spots are different different colors like we make up one big family though we don't look the same believe it mr 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 wachita girl she like love that like teaching about multicultural friendships like yeah a little love interest lived for it wow okay and so you thought that cheetah girls really did their thing the first movie like you thought and then they up the fucking ante <laughs> they you have raven simone which is like the princess of disney and like i was such a that raven fan that it there's used to be a store called Myron and frank it doesn't exist anymore but that's a raven she had like a clothing line and my mom bought me all the like all her clothes in the clothing line and i just felt like such a badass bitch as a little kid but then it was like one of those fur things and my mom put in the dryer and then the fur matted up and the jacket was ruined but it was a moment nonetheless so i was like i love that story so then you have cheetah girls 2 where they go to barcelona and I'm sorry for over exaggerating that list but that was like wow like the parties just like so they they enter into with the parties just because so they always start with like a banger and then you get um hold on so then you get you so I went to Barcelona and I literally felt like I was living my best strut life like everybody knows that something good is coming you gotta strut like you mean it free your mind is not in love just to dream it i'm pulling up the song list to make sure that i'm one this was like super impromptu but i just had to discuss it because it was fabulous like wow okay pulling up the soundtrack okay yeah dance with me yeah i like oh a la nanita nan whatever don't speak spanish it's over and i feel like that's where that song comes from two girls too you had a me because she like what wow 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 and then you had some extra songs um wow like they were kind of in their bag with the soundtrack and then strut obviously so they up the ending with that soundtrack and then you had three i'm not even gonna talk about three because I mean, while it was good and I did enjoy Raven Simone was in it, so I just felt like no, but I think one and two fairly compete because honestly, if we think about High School Musical, I wouldn't include three either, except I always love a little Troy Solo, so I do love Troy Solo in that one, but also that was like later in my teen years and when I had already moved on to like Bad Girls Club, right? So we're just going to talk about one and two. So one and two heavily compete with one and two of high school musical now if i look at my relationship with high school musical equally thumps equally bangers i will say though um and someone told me i should never tell anybody this but here i am <laughs> i had the um p 
PS I saw a PS2 and I used to love the singing and dancing games and I had the high school musical karaoke game and that was like oof like thinking back to it I was living my best life and going back and forth with you niggas I'm living like living my best life singing and fucking dancing at high school musical now if I think about high school musical the first one like gotta um I got you gotta go your own way low-key was a thump like I thought you were my fairy tale a dream was meant for sleeping <laughs> bops 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 keep in mind I have not watched any of these recently I'm literally going off the top of my head so that clearly made an imprint then you gotta um you have like yeah we gotta bop 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 to the top wow and then started okay i was thinking about started something new and i'm kind of getting goosebumps today i got goosebumps yesterday really thinking about that song because what a strong intro like they are just chilling and they do this karaoke and then they connect it but and they both sound good and they're talking and they're talking they're singing their song is about start something new and they're they're at the start of something new wow like disney was in a motherfucking bag so that was really magical and then they just had really good duets and then breaking free was kind of a banger like wow we're breaking free with soaring flying um wow 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 okay so <laughs> let's move into high school musical too like um you got like work it out banger fabulous huma huma naka naka apu which I think is racist so we're gonna take out I think that's really problematic actually um then you had bet on it Woo. every day and then you have you you're the music and me when I hear my favorite song I know that we belong yeah you are the music in me boom boom it's living in all of us <laughs> wow so like gotta get your hand in the game you gotta get your get your get your get your hand Woo. oh no no that's the first one it's ooh, I don't dance I know you can't uh, not a chance if I can do this well you can do that but I don't dance yeah I think that those were um yeah I think that those are amazing like seriously and as I'm discussing I don't I think that I would honestly have to say that Cheetah Girls had my heart because I felt myself most reflected in that like and growl power and you know like I really felt empowered and then when I look at um high school musical I loved it but it it wasn't my story so but I I think that there is definitely value in both um and I'm not gonna lie like Disney used to have those musicals like I would say okay my if I I would put Cheetah Girls in my like musical right I would put Hairspray even though Hairspray is super racist Hairspray is good I do like Chicago um I'm trying to think. Oh, and dream, oh, dream girls. Like, what am I saying? Like, if you haven't seen Dream Girls, stop. Literally, what you're doing right now, like, stop. And you need to watch Dream Girls and tell me what is your favorite songs. Like, every song is my favorite song. I think I could like literally go bar for bar, 
in every song and in the song it's all over it's like seven different characters and I can do every fucking character like wow it's so groundbreaking wow okay so yeah I think that Cheetah Girls has my heart just because I see myself and I like super loved it I think it was also one of my first DVDs but then and I love Raven Simone but then High School Musical was also good because it was just vibes and um I also forgot about Status Quo I think that Status Quo is an amazing song because it's alive and well like in every like you could literally think you could literally sing that song in your everyday life like no 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 bam 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 stick to the stuff you know if you want to be cool follow one simple rule don't mess like were they speaking about white supremacy don't mess with the flow no no stick to the status quo like that's a message for life like they don't want you to mess with the flow they don't want you to poke the bear they just want you to go through the systems that they've created to hold you down (laughs) and look he like Maybe this is why I'm not fun at parties because um, I'm be the bitch trying to connect everything to capitalism. But it's all connected. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's my little spiel on uh, high, like High School Musical who said we had to let it go and we're Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. Um, so next what I'm going to hop to is Oh my god, I'm doing this in record time. Like yesterday it took me an hour and I'm hitting my fucking notes. Okay, today we're gonna take this final topic is gonna be about what the fuck are NFTs. So this is kinda getting into econ shit and if you the girls that get it, get it and the girls that don't don't. And I mean I'm I'm probably on the girls that don't get it, but I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best. I also don't like I just find it so disrespectful that she's just you chitterling eating bitches. Like, damn, like that's heavy but yeah anyways nfts are non-fungible tokens so what non-fungible means is that it's a unique and can't be replaced with something else so for example a bitcoin is fungible you can trade one bitcoin for another bitcoin and you'll have exactly the same thing like i said i don't fucking do econ so that's just that's what the name of the like what the token is but basically what an nft consists of is uh, a digital piece of art or other or another digital collectible item um that's like one of it's a one of a kind verifiable asset and how you can verify is that you'll get a piece of blockchain so a piece of like code which is like the language of the internet <sighs> whatever saying that this is your piece basically i think like don't hold me i don't fucking know um and that will be used to authenticate like that's a certificate of authenticity for that piece that you have that and it's proof of ownership um and and my my friends my I talked to my friend who's he like was obsessed with NFTs like he was spending money on NFTs but he said that it there can be one of a kind so some of them are like trading cards and some are like one of a kind um and it, it also doesn't restrict that like you don't own that photo or you own the photo but it does not restrict the sharing or the copying of the underlying digital file so someone could take a screenshot of your shit and they would have your shit they just want to have the blockchain to say that it was theirs so the pros are i think it's cool because people are able to sell like memes moments digital pieces of art digital moments of history and what's you know like when you look at regular pieces of artwork too they belong to moments in history and since a lot of our moments have become like a lot of our collectively shared moments have become digital i mean i think it's a cool way to encapsulate digital moments for sale 
Um, I think it's also cool because it helps artists like get access to community and, you know, notoriety and viewers and buyers um, to, you know, like help support them. And it also gives lesser known creatives that ability um, to sell their art as well and gain notoriety. Um, And it could literally be anybody. I think one, I think a key pro that was a part of its formation is like the accessibility of art to everyone like my friend was saying like how he really enjoyed an art like artwork from this 13 year old who had down syndrome but he just made really cool art and he just loved that art and I think that allows for accessibility because in the typical art market it's a lack of accessibility because you have to get approval from like someone who likes your art to get in the gallery or to get someone to represent or broker your art or whatever or if you like have major art it has to be like by these large auction houses and with nfts you kind of circumvent that in a digital space you circumvent the need to have your art validated especially because you know we can't deny the amount of like our life exists in a digital space so i think that that is kind of cool um and also another cool thing is like they'll always every time there's a sale of the art piece the owner or the original creator will always get a percentage which you know in the art market that's not possible artists are really cut out after their piece is sold and so if it blows up they don't get any you know they don't get any gain from that so i do think that that is really cool so i mean those are and i think what i'm i what it sounds like to me is it's like a grassroots effort but i think what happens always with grassroots efforts is you can I, honestly i i know this sounds crazy but you can kind of even see with black lives matter to a certain extent um which i i'm not saying that i'm just saying how grassroots movements can kind of be just taken and swept up and become capitalist moments and that's always how it happens they become fads and trends and uh, like something for it's something fun for people to do without the understanding of the movement and so and that like that's can happen with anything so yeah I think in some ways it's kind of become a trading card like I know Jake Paul released like these Pokemon cards of himself and like you could buy them I guess yes there's a certain limited amount but nonetheless like kind of a trading card um and I think you know you have that good side like not that good side but you have that other side of creating or supporting artists but then you have this other side where like Jack Dorsey signed his first tweet and sold that for 2.9 million dollars and then you have a video clip of LeBron James that sold for two hundred thousand dollars, and you're like, uh, that you can find it on YouTube and save that to your fucking like, MP down YouTube to download the video, whatever you fucking gotta do. You don't have to pay that much, and then you have gifts signed for six hundred thousand dollars, and then you're gonna say like that's their money, and I don't even believe that some people like. Also, I've been watching Selling Sunset lately, and I'm like bitches just have too much money i'm sorry like uh, i hate like i'm one of those people like some people just have too much money to be spending like buying a 44 million dollar house like go save somebody like go up in in poverty go invest in um to mental health services like go throw that money to someone who can actually use it instead like living in your fucking house looking down on people like i don't know like personally that shit's just kind of weird to me um so yeah my first critique is like I think art art in itself and my friend was like well if you're gonna say this about NFTs you should say about physical art and I feel that same way art personally to me is like that's rich people activities like and I'm not saying like oh you're supporting your um like my friend's boyfriend he's selling art and it's like he tries he I want him to commission a piece for me and I'm working on it 
um if it's eight hundred dollars and i'm thinking to myself like i would pay like i could really see this costing so much more like and i would pay it because i'm paying for your art i'm investing to you and your art and wanting to see you be successful and you know being able to make a living from your piece right um but then you have like the excess where like Seth's Bees which is a, a, like an actual auction house and they also saw they're invest they're involved in like high-end real estate um they were a part of you know brokering the deal of a 68 million dollar digital piece and I'm like 68 million dollars wow 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 like go do something with that money like that sounds kind of dumb as fuck and I, I, I don't think the painting was that good I, or the digital art piece I don't think it was that good but whatever and so yeah I I just think it's buying art in itself like expensive art like and even the same like if I had a if there was a Basquiat or a um a Jackson Pollock or something like spending a hundred million dollars plus I think that that's a lot of money I don't think I could ever do that for a piece of art like bitch I'll happily look at a photo I don't (laughs) I don't need to spend that much money on that um and I, I'm personally to believe, I know this may sound crazy, but I feel like a lot of art we should just kind of put in museums and allow people to view it. But I guess the only downside of that is like a lot of these museums you'd have to travel to go visit. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's if it's a part of history and it's part of the historical lexicon, maybe it is a public good to be able to, you know, re- reflect on history in that artist's lifetime. I don't know. Maybe I sound a little cray, whatever. Um, but yeah, and then another badass not bad but I think a a more of a con for nfts is that it does take a lot of energy and not to say that like everybody's everyday digital use doesn't but it does take a larger amount of activity to actually run a transaction to pay for your nft which is cryptocurrency and I think actually one transaction of cryptocurrency requires two months of the average U.S. household's um, energy and that's kind of a lot of energy for one transaction and there's a lot of e-waste associated with it, but a lot of electricity needed to power the devices to actually run Bitcoin, which is the way that you would pay for, or cryptocurrency, which is the way you would pay for your NFT. So I think, um, yeah, there's a, you know, a environmental conundrum with that as well. And I think at large too, with just any like digital use that we have, like it's actually really wild that they're like putting data centers or servers like underneath water like to capture all of the online data that we possess as a globe that's kind of crazy like um and that we are like taking over every space of the earth with like machinery and technology and the digital space but then like also the same breath like one thing that was I think that they're kind of connected because okay we've migrated our art market to go digital like let's think about all the other things that we're letting to go we're letting go digital like people are getting married in the digital world people are buying land in the digital world like spending millions on buying land um and I don't know I think it's a drive to like keep us online because people like companies make money with us being online like they make money by learning out our different habits and it changes the way we communicate and we think and we exist um but I think also it makes me like want to exist in the real world and like with tangible things and appreciate the digital but like take a step back from the digital space and not that not not that digital art is not like art and it's not valid but from my personal experience I've I've been moved by art that's in my face and art that I see and like dead ass I don't want to tell them this because I don't want to blow up his head or whatever but I probably should 
like my boyfriend's my best friend's boyfriend's art it actually really moves me like and I'm actually hella excited to be able to buy a piece like he it actually speaks to my mind of like how all over the place it is it's just so beautiful and I cannot wait to buy a piece like I I literally cannot wait um and (laughs) and art really I've never been an art girl like art's really never moved me but I don't know as I I don't know look for a different ways of expression I, I find that now and now it does like how wine is acquired taste I feel like art is also an acquired taste but yeah I just think that um how capitalism is kind of taking over nfts and how you know bad it is for the environment I don't necessarily think it's a good thing I also just think it's kind of a trend who knows like it might die down um but I don't like I feel bad for making a snap judgment because I can't acknowledge the pros and what it does but sometimes the conscious outweigh the pros especially when people just make everything so bad like I just feel like everyone makes grass grassroot causes they just companies take over and they make it so bad like um streaming low-key and now artists get paid pennies on, like I don't know I just think we make a lot of things kind of sucky so yeah that's what I want to talk about today and I'm really proud of myself I condensed this into 44 minutes I went from an hour and seven minutes to 44 minutes I'm hella proud of myself um but yeah like I said I just want to say thank you again for listening because you really don't have to and you do and that means the world to me I just want to see if I have anything else to talk about I don't think I do no I don't think I do but yeah I just want to say happy holidays or whatever you celebrate because I know not everybody celebrates these holidays but spending time with whoever you're with hope you're feeling warm because it's fucking cold um, and you're feeling supported. Yeah. Also, uh, oh, also before I go, like I said, I'm calling for topic specialists on music. I would love to talk to someone about Beyonce because she has impact. And then I want to talk to somebody about Drake or Kanye. I'm also erring on the side that I think that Kanye is better than Drake. No, I think, I think he is. Like, I don't know. Even like, like I said I miss old Drake like crying over stripper Drake or just like I like re-listen to thank me later and I was like wow you were kind of onto something um and then I don't know he kind of fell off um but I do think like I miss stripper Drake crying over stripper Drake and old Drake but then like even Kanye's new eras I can really appreciate like the beauty and like his music and sometimes when I'm bored I will listen to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and I feel a full range of emotions like gorgeous while he's talking about some real shit I'm like wow like this is kind of funny um and then run away I'm like kind of like damn like I feel like what he came to was a sharp conclusion I know that sounds crazy but I'm like I mean at least you're self-aware like and then yeah the Nicki Minaj interlude I don't remember it the uh, monster which is which that's a full range of emotions I feel like a bad bitch and then you have all the lights and I was listening to all the lights and maybe I was high but what was crazy is he was literally talking about all of the motherfucking lights you could think of like cop lights streets lights strobe lights every light all of, like I'm like damn like nigga you're really talking about all of the motherfucking lights flashlights <laughs> city lights <laughs> So I was like, wow, like, deadass, like, you were on the money about that. And then, um, 
yeah no like i'll have to say like that to me is kanye west's best album like i i have to say and blame game i'll call you bitch for sure as a last resort and as a first result first resort you call me motherfucker for long at the end of it i know we both were wrong like woo. and that whole song i'm like and then i'm like damn like amber rose must have really broke your motherfucking heart for you to make this disrespectful ass song like damn um <laughs> not me like yeah i just like be thinking about that album i'd be like like wow like who like I know who hurt you and damn and I feel this like I feel like it was a full range of like the way that um Starcross gave me the full range of emotions my beautiful dark twisted fantasy gave me the full range of emotions and yeah I just think like and even like um I don't know if the album is, oh Life of Pablo is good um yeah I can't really mention a flop era and even though like I mean maybe he's flopping now I don't know but I think I can kind of get down with almost every era of Kanye. And I do think that I have to err on the side. Maybe he is. I wouldn't say, like, I do think he's iconic, like, or he's infamous. Like, and when he did get on the stage about Taylor Swift and I, he caught, he shot out Beyonce, I was like, I agree. Like, why'd you give it to this white girl? You should have gave it to this black woman. Woman. Like, like, you should let, yeah, like, I didn't feel bad. Like, I didn't feel bad for her. And then, I mean, I know she's a teenager, but Beyonce deserved that award. He was correct. So, yeah, I think, if anything, Kanye is infamous and his music is iconic. And he did say that George Bush doesn't care about black people, which <laughs> was a pretty, te- very, like, pretty hilarious TV moment and very true, too. Because George Bush didn't care about black people because he didn't get that levy fixed. And if he got that levy fixed and actually used... And took money to ensure that that wouldn't break when the water rose or got like violent or whatever. And he didn't do that. And that's why that happened. So yeah, fuck George Bush. Anyways, I was supposed to say goodbye a long time ago, but thank you for listening. I'm a bitch is consistent. I'm saying, um, but I'll see you next week.